of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Us left or right, we are Americans. Not looking for a war, but we came to fight. We are Americans. Somebody's gotta stand up. Stand up. Somebody's gotta do what's right. We're rising 'cause we're fed up. Got our house in order and got yours inside. Thanks for listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. It's going to be Lori tonight, but Lori needs the night off. She's paying attention to personal business. And I want to encourage people to support Lori Anderson specifically. It has been a lot of work that Lori has put into this broadcast and into this network. Um, She has never gotten any funding at all. Um, She's never asked for it. She's very reluctant to ask for money, and I know for a fact now she really needs some help. If we value Lori's presence, Lori's reporting, Lori's professionalism, Lori's caring, Lori's devotion, Lori's faith, I mean, we can't say enough about Lori. She's just a great asset to this broadcasting network. So I want to take a few opportunities tonight to ask people to uh, to help support Lori Anderson. Um, Tom LaCavara has received some funding. I have received some funding from our listeners, and I greatly appreciate it. Uh, Tom's wife, Lori, Texas Lori has received funding when her car broke down. Our listeners stepped up to the plate and helped her out. John Statmiller's got funding for the network, which he, he, he desperately needs. But Lori's never gotten a penny from anyone. Okay? I mean, a few of us have sent her, you know, a little bit. But she's never asked, and I know she's very reluctant to ask for help. So um, I'd like to take tonight and, and just kind of, you know, for the next couple hours, we're going to have a lot to talk about, but intersperse among their our our discussion, um, uh, a funding plea for Lori Anderson, because she doesn't really want to ask for money for herself. I'm asking on her behalf. So if everybody can kind of break out the, the, the debit card or use the old school mail system. I know several people prefer to donate by mail rather than over the Internet. That's great. So we're going to give you a PayPal account address for Lori. We're also going to give you a mailing address. Um, for Lori to send if you want to just send her directly something. So please, people, dig deep tonight. And I don't want Lori to call me next week and say nothing showed up and her account's empty. Don't do not do that, please. I know there are a few, for you, few of you out there, very many of you, who can afford to throw in a few bucks, whether it's 20 bucks or maybe a 50 or even a little more, um, would greatly help Lori's endeavor to, to uh, not only main, stay afloat, but to accelerate into, you know, the next level, which is further reporting with better equipment, a computer that really works better. And, I mean, she's constantly having technical issues because her equipment's outdated. And so it's a combination of both helping Lori to get ahead with her professional work and helping her to just stay on her feet to get the bills paid for the month. So this is really a kind of a, I hate to use the word desperate, desperate plea, but it's it's coming down to the wire. One of her, you know, uh, one of her uh, sources of income has been blocked by the system, and 
you know, I don't want to give too many personal details, but just suffice it to say, activism and good activism, which is what Lori really does, effective activism, professional activism, you know, just, she's, I can't say enough about Lori, and I hope I can just drive it into people that she really needs your help now. So there's going to be a funding night for Lori. What I'm going to do here is I'm going to start out by trying to bring up the uh, PayPal account. So just give me one second, if you can all, my dog's getting excited here. Hi, Benny. So we'd like you to help Lori by going to live with Lori at TWC.com. So that's live, L-I-V-E-W-I-T-H-L-O-R-R-I. So that's live, and then the word with, and then Lori with two R's. Live with Lori at TWC. I believe that stands for Time Warner Cable. That's where her PayPal account is. That's the message she sent me to to give to her listeners. So those of you who value Lori, please help Lori this evening. Um, A few bucks on your debit card is not going to kill you. Uh, Going down to the post office tomorrow before it closes on Saturday or do it on Tuesday if you're busy for the weekend. But remember Lori. Lori's in, in dire straits. She's in need. She needs help. Let's step up to the plate. Now, for Lori tonight, tonight's Lori's night, okay? So we've all helped John. We helped the network. Some of you have helped Eric and, of course, Thomas Lacavara. It's Lori's turn. So uh, let me uh, ask on her behalf. She's totally cool with it. She knows she needs the help. She's just, it's difficult to ask for money for yourself. It's always better if somebody else does it for you, okay? Here's the long and short. So I'm doing it for her. Please donate to Lori Anderson. That's live with Lori. Lori with two R's now, L-O-R-R-I, at TWC.com. That's live with Lori at TWC. Show Lori that you care and that you value her presence. Don't stiff her and and wind up with the empty account. Come on. Pony up, people. Let's go. You've had a lot of listeners listening to Lori and really enjoying her stuff. I know I do. Um, So please, let's get it going for Lori tonight. And uh, later in the broadcast, I'll give out a mailing address. Um, so people can just send a straight-out letter through the mail, which is a nice way to go also. And even if it's a little bit, if it's a $10 bill or 20 bucks, man, that makes a difference. You know, 50 people donate 20 what's that? It's like a grant. That would help her out so much. I really want to see that. I want to hear good news from Lori next week. So please, listeners, Lori, all right? Live with Lori at TWC.com. Break out the debit card, send her a few bucks, do what you can. And uh, show Lori that you value her presence and you care about her as a person. So she's done a lot for this network. I'm hoping that a few of the broadcasters out there might get a few bucks her way. Um, you know, so so people, many hands make light work. So don't leave it to the other guy or the other girl. Do it. We're going to talk about some interesting things tonight. Uh, we're also going to have Chris Cave, uh, Mike on the board. I don't I, I don't know if you got Chris on yet. Do we have Chris yet? Chris, let me welcome Chris. Have got me? Okay, we're working. We're working on Chris Cave. If anybody else wants to join in the broadcast, we're welcoming calls tonight. 800-313-9443. That's 1-800-313-9443. If you'd like to join in the conversation tonight, let us know what's on your mind. We're always we're always willing to, you know, get off topic, so to speak, or, you know, have a kind of a mix of different things that we discuss here. Um we try not to cover, you know, too much scattered ground. We try to keep it. I mean, anything's on the table here. This is the Republic Broadcasting Network. Now, I know we have some new listeners out there. 
both local and national and hopefully worldwide. But I have talked to several people locally who are interested in what we do here, and they're going to start listening. So I'd like to give a shout-out to all our new listeners. Welcome to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Let me go over a few fundamentals. We are a republic, not a democracy. That's why we call this the Republic Broadcasting Network, because in a republic, the rights of the individual are paramount, are the most important thing. The rights of the collective are, let me just say, irrelevant and meaningless. It's a, it's a fictitious, even the lawyers call the society and the collective and the group and the community a fictitious entity. This is where they want us all to be, in a fictitious entity status. In a republic, the rights of the individual are protected better that a thousand guilty people go free than one innocent man or woman go to prison. What is a collective without the rights of the individual? Where, where would we be? The collective, the community, the group is nothing but individuals. It is all that we are. So the individual must always come first. And the collective comes never. It, and this is how the security state is being sold, even by Donald Trump. Let's make America safe again. Let's make America strong again. When, everybody, when anybody pimps the security state, the safety state, the nanny state, the let's, we'll take care of you, just give us all the power and all the money stuff. You don't have to flee from that concept and those people who are pushing that. I've heard Republican after Republican corporate prostitute use, this, use the word democracy. I mean, none of them can even utter the word republic. We have it, these democratic principles that we're trying to uphold. You know, we have a, this democratic society we live in. There's our unique form of demer, American democracy Joe Robach, the New York State Senator, classic Republican, you know, oh, yeah, Mr. Pull that R for retard, and the Republicans are going to save you from those lefties, all oh, those Democrats. Pull that R. Oh, yeah, Joe Robach, I'll never forget it. Our unique form of American democracy. I said, P.S., we don't have a democracy, Mr. Robach. We have a republic. And one republic, and it's amazing. These people are, have a, are belong to a political corporation claiming it's a political party. Uh, with the word republic in it, they're calling themselves Republicans. Uh, they're the Republicans, D-A-N-T, because they don't seem to be see any of them getting it, getting her done for freedom or resurrecting this republic, which is the name of this broadcast. So thanks for joining us tonight. Once again, the number to call to join in is 800-313-9443. Please donate to Lori Anderson at Live with Lori. Lori has two R's in it at TWC.com. So we're still going to try to get Chris on here. He sent me a text saying he could be available for most. Oh, he's here. Great. Thank you, Mike. Mike on the board. Let me give a shout-out to Mike. Mike is the unsung hero of the Republic Broadcasting Network. He patches us crazy broadcasters together with coat hangers and duct tape and what little resources he has and maximum knowledge and skill. He does a fantastic job. So, Mike, thanks for your patience. Thanks for your hard work. We may want to pull up the Kennedy Secret Society speech tonight. I think that'll be interesting for our new listeners. Uh, it's a good kind of a platform. I may lay out a few fundamentals here at the early part of the show. And we're going to bring in Chris, and we're going to help Lori tonight. So, and anybody wants to call, it's 800-313-9443. Uh, as Donald Trump saved the day, is he attempting to save the day? Uh, I say no. I say the big, the big, the big, the big plan is still in place for the globalist agenda, and he's doing nothing to address the military-industrial complex. If anything, Donald Trump 
supports the military-industrial complex. It gets bigger. He wants to make America stronger, more military bases, more war, 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 war. And the idiots that follow him will go right over the cliff with the Pied Piper named Donald Trump, go headlong into World War III, destroy the planet, ultimately, because we have nuclear weapons now, and far worse with the new antimatter stuff the military has. Uh, we're at a point now where there's no playing game, there's no playing chess claiming that you're uh, doing the bidding of the enemy to to ultimately go against them, to remove them, to, to neutralize and neuter them. I mean, it's absurd. It's, it's become an obvious game that's being played on the American sheeple who are foolish enough to believe that Donald Trump is a patriot. He's nothing of the sort, and he's certainly not an outsider. He is the insidiest of the insiders. He's been running corporate deals, dealing with pol- corrupt politicians. He's made statements that he's dealt in corrupt ways, paid off politicians to get his plan done in New York City for his real estate empire. He's dealt with the vicars and the bishops. He's dealt with the Zionist bankers. He's taken money from the Rothschild uh, banking establishment to rebuild his empire after he went bankrupt four times. Uh, you know, he purchased the Resorts International, which is a well-known CIA front company that worked with Meyer Lansky and all the other mobsters. I mean, please, people, anybody who's stupid enough to believe that Donald Trump is an outsider is going to get exactly the tyranny and the slavery that they deserve. He is nothing of the sort. He's an insider. He's a consummate insider. We're not living in a society where there's a separation of, of the government from the private sector, where you can claim that Donald Trump is an outsider. We have a public, giant public-private partnership that's existed for decades now, where the corporate officers are working intimately, hand-in-hand, with the governing agents and agencies and entities. The government and the business people, the real estate moguls, and the big oil guys like Tillerson in the Trump administration, and the big bankers like Goldman Sachs, six of them in the Goldman administration, and the corporate CEOs like Betsy DeVos in the Trump administration. I mean, they're all corporate officers. He brought in people who are nothing. There's nothing more than a revolving door between the private, corp- the supposedly private corporations, which are happy to take government money, that's our money, and, and a revolving door between the corporate officers in the corporate world and, and government, government, I don't want to say the word government service. Who are they serving? They're certainly not serving us. I mean, all you have to do is look at any state legislature. Let's use New York as an example. Every member of the New York State Legislature, except for a very few, occasional media member or military member, they're all attorneys. So, I mean, how, and then they go back and they pass a bunch of statutes and then go into private practice when they leave office and capitalize on the statutes that they just passed in office, charging people 5, 10, 15, maybe 20 grand to get them off some bizarre, obscure, idiotic charge in the witch's court. Chris from Las Vegas. How are you tonight, my friend? Say hi to our listeners. Um, and I appreciate you helping me out ride shotgun. Chris from Las Vegas. How are you, my friend? Very well, Eric. Thank you very much for inviting uh, me along with you this evening. Uh, boy, things are getting really uh, quite curious here in Las Vegas. All kinds of skullduggery, tetry. You know, I, I can fit you in whenever it's comfortable for you if you want to know, but uh, sometimes the people who are interested in it, sometimes they're not. And I don't want to belabor them with this stuff that I'm dealing with because, uh, you know, it's just fallout from all the stuff they drug me into. It was their crap. They called me out and bullied me and drug me into their case, uh, and I oh, had to boy. defend my way out of it. 
Right. And I, well, I think, you know, our listeners do. The only reason I may say not to be, we have a bad connection tonight. You've got, you're coming through a little weak and we've got a little bit of kind of uh, a little bit of background noise. So if there's any way you can get to a quiet room or clean it up. And if you can't, that's okay. Um, that's the only reason I may not have you share too much is because we're having a little trouble hearing you tonight. So I want you to speak up clear. And um, if you're in the car or something, maybe roll up the window or try to get inside to a quiet room. I don't know what your situation. I know. I, and but in generally speaking, oh. I think it's really good for our listeners, and they do enjoy hearing about the individual cases that we bring that we bring forth in this broadcast. Because we're you know one case at a time. We do the macro and the micro. The macro is the big wake up for the big larger conspiracies, the more overreaching, the, the societal issues that 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 tend to affect a lot of people and their big deals. And uh, but along the way, we also do the micro. We focus on one case at a time. If we can each only help out one person in our lifetime, you've done quite Here's a great that. deal. If everybody helped one person, the world would have almost no problems. If everybody helped ten people, we'd have absolutely no problems. And it's not that difficult to help somebody. You can begin by courtroom observing. Get down to the Ooh. witch's court. Watch the, watch, watch the court. Watch the state police usher them in at the point of a gun because they're going to come to your house with a gun if you stiff the judge and you don't show up in court. You're in trouble. You're not going to just get a letter that says, we didn't see you the other day. We really missed you. Uh, please join us next time if you would. Uh-uh. No, the state police are going to show up and drag you in at the point of a gun, or they're going to issue a bench warrant, get you when you're driving, and next time you get pulled, it's going to be a nightmare. But you can get down there to the courthouse and just start talking with people, pass out some jury nullification flyers. Great way to break the ice with other people. I've met some of the greatest people down at the courthouse. Uh, made one of my Eric? best friends there. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. You know, you mentioned jury nullification and flyers and your courtroom watch observer. Uh, I was down at the courthouse today doing, uh, putting some documents in, picking up some for other people, and uh, uh, recording a very interesting document I'll tell about later. But I was wearing my uh, No Victim, No Crime jury nullification shirt that has multiple different Supreme Court uh, citations on the back that tells wow. us the jury is supposed to rule in the facts, law, and the evidence of the case, irrespective of what the judge says. And I actually had... Yeah. I had a, a law enforcement officer give me a thumbs up and tell me nice shirt when I was walking by him. Hey, how do you like that? Good job, Mr. Law Enforcement Officer. I like to see him called peace officers because that reinforces the, 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 the theory that they're supposed to be enforcing peace, not responding to every minor code infraction as if we were conscripts in the, in the local towns or the local county's military. But, yeah, that's great. good for you. Now, I had the same with similar experience at the Shane Bennett trial with my jury nullification shirt. Boy, did that stir the pot. They, they were freaking out at the court. The district attorney was swearing in the judge's chamber. Uh, the Judge Reed was walking around with an armed escort, two bailiffs, one on each side. I guess he thought us jury nullification people were going to do something drastic. Uh, and, and I think they know that we're not. We were very friendly and polite about the whole thing. We weren't rude. We weren't threatening. We didn't have, you know, we didn't get into the, the, anything with guns. We just were political. And I think they try to reinforce within the minds of the enforcers, the bailiffs, the sheriffs, the state police, the local enforcement agents, they try to reinforce this, this, this mistake and this, this fraud concept that somehow patriot equals terrorist. And we had a federal judge, George, George Benson, Judge Benson, 
in the in the Stephen Dean case actually mentioned our phone blitz and that he did not feel threatened because he knew where it was going. He knew the government was trying to paint out National Liberty Alliance members and court observers as terrorists because we're patriotic and we're politically active. And the judge said, he said, I got 25 calls in the last 24 hours on this case. That was from our phone blitz for Stephen Dean. This is 82 days after Stephen Dean's arrest. The judge's chambers is still getting 25 calls a day. That's huge activism. I mean, that, that, that's enormous. And he said, I don't see any al-Qaeda here. This is a public <laughs> statement on court in the federal court, and he totally shot down the government's argument that patriot equals terrorist by saying, he said, I don't see any al-Qaeda here. He said, oh, and he used the word al-Qaeda. He said, I don't see any al-Qaeda. He said, all I see are caring people who care about Stephen Dean and want to see justice done. And that was huge because that, 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 you know, was a, you know, public statement by a public officer, very high-ranking federal judge, that he didn't feel threatened by our phone blitz, and, and he should not have, because we were all very professional. Nobody did anything stupid. Um, nobody's swearing or threatening anyone. We're just calling looking for justice under common law, the American version, uh, and not this admiralty law, statutory, you know, uh, in Nisi Prius court, I believe they call it, uh, and so, Chris, I'm sure you have some more to add on that one. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> well, this is a, a paper I turned in today in a post-decision attempt to ameliorate and correct the record and the error. And I discovered some really intriguing information that completely obliterates the whole pretext that they stole my car under, uh, claiming that they had a special assessment lien for nuisance abatement on my private property when there was no nuisance whatsoever. A special so, lien? A special lien? Is that what they called it? A special assessment lien. Now, anytime you hear the word special anywhere, like specialty competency court, when you hear yeah, special, bend over and get ready because somebody's fixing to jam yeah. it up your rear end. And that's, that's yeah. special for them and special for you in a whole different way than what you expect. But this yeah, one here that I put in today, I put this in, Henry dismissed Department 7 case number 16F20664X as a counter-criminal complaint. Mandatory Department 7 administrative judicial cognizance to Corpus Juris Secundum 7, Officers of the Court, Notice to document fraud in factum on the court and Clark County Incorporated's private posed as public recorder. Excellently. Way to work. That great wording. Excellent. I like that. And when you're going through that, read it a little bit slower and give each word a little more emphasis because I know we tend to throw kind of a lot out there. I, I met a very nice uh, uh, person tonight locally who was formerly a government public servant. And, you know, and, uh, and it's, it's, it's good to get, and I was, you know, you, we all want to get the information out there, but it, it, it's, it, it's more convincing to people, and I think it helps more. I mean, they can take notes, for, for example, much easier. Uh, those are very important words. I like the way you worded that. Read that one more time a little more slowly, Chris, because people, this is, how, this is how a common law paper filing can be done with the courts, and this is just an example from Chris. Read that again. I like that what you just read, Chris. Well, okay, I'm going to read you the titling of it, actually, instead of the preferential stuff. It says, Mandatory Department 7 
administrative judicial cognizance to, I put CJS, which stands for Corpus Juris Secundum, which translates to the second body of the law, seven. And Corpus Juris Secundum seven is attorney-client relationships explicitly. Mm -hmm. And so when you read this, there's a lot of really interesting things in there. For instance, if you look up officers of the court, you'll find that they're all oath one as officers of the court, excuse me, one as to the bar, two as officers of the court, and three not to their mere money-paying clients. Right. And that's right out of Corpus Juris Cunum, Volume 7. You'll also find attorney fees really quite interesting when you look it up in that book because you'll find that any monies you tender to an attorney as a retainer, down payment, uh, for future performance on contract, or uh, any other type of money you give to them, by the attorney trade is considered to be a donation, gift, or contribution. Therefore, there's no expectation of performance to be provided. Ain't that special. Well, that makes it tax-free because tax gifts aren't taxable, right? So they don't have to report oh, their income. Oh, the, the brilliantly evil. Yeah, right. So that's how they beat their taxes, by claiming that when you retain an attorney, you're giving them a donation and it's tax-free. Uh -huh. That's the first time I've heard that. Very interesting. It does not surprise me. It, it makes perfect sense in a very horrible sort of way. I mean, that's how they're gaining. Boy, you want to talk about people gaining the system? Just about everybody who works in it. Well, and uh, they do the same thing at the bank. The bank, whenever you put your money in there, they like to pretend that you've donated it, contributed or gifted to the bank, and it's theirs to do with as they please. Right. So for anybody naive or not sophisticated enough to trust the banker or trust the attorney. <laughs> so well, exactly anyway, back to, the, sure. back to the text here. It says, Mandatory yep. Department 7, Administrative Judicial Cognizance 2, Corpus Jurisdictum 7, Officers of the Court. Notice to document fraud and factum on the court and Clark County Incorporated's recorder. Because yep. they had recorded this as an official recording. And what this was was a supposed administrative specialty assessment lien for $500. They used the $500 lien. Of course, they never provided any American due process of law notice to me that they can prove, and I never received any notice that they had this lien. I just heard about it in court. And that's and they what they used to do. They used a $500 lien to steal your $50,000 car. Yes. That's precisely yeah, what well, they pretended to do. But I, they, they, However, I know that they yeah, I just wanted to say, can you describe the car? It's a collector's car, people. It's a very special. So I, I do, I'm convinced that the code and file enforcement people coming up with all these absurdities, like his classic car in his driveway is a threat to the community because it, it's oh, been sitting out there. Oh, they claimed it. He's restored. They, what was it, Chris? Yeah, it was, they a heavy, it. was it a Dodge Hemi yeah. or a Ford Hemi? Dodge Hemi. Dodge is the only one that really, uh, Ford later on did make a Super Jet that was a Hemi, but Dodge made Hemis from and Plymouth Chrysler from the 40s up through the 50s, even 60s. Uh, they got the 426s in the early 60s. So uh, this was a 1957 Dodge D500 
The D500 means they Daytona 500, and they had to build at least 500 of them for sale on the street to be able to compete on the Daytona 500 race. So it was a okay. Dodge D500, 1957, two-door hardtop, no post, versus a posted Hemi. And this Hemi has pushback transmission. It has a WCFB four-barrel carburetor. Uh, Pushmatic 727 port flight transmission, Ray Bestis uh, dual plane brake, Kelsey Hayes power steering. <laughs> you yeah, know, nice you've got to yeah. be a car guy. But they only built 671 of these in 1957. Uh-huh. And if, if there's a dozen of them left on the road today, I'd be highly surprised. That made this a very rare, highly collectible. It was in its original Robin's Egg Blue color never oh, wow. painted from the very time it was on the road now the paint wasn't shining i'll give you that yeah those old faded out blues and yellows were the great oh when they get really softened from age and the sun and they lose their clear they lose their clear coat shine but boy i think it's a great look yeah sounds like a fantastic set of wheels so chris had a collector's car and I hear the music. people we got music. That means we got break. We'll be right back after this break. Mike, don't forget Eric's music. We'll be right back. It's Eric the Freedom Streamer with Chris in Las Vegas on the Republic Broadcasting Network. We'll be right back. This is the most transparent administration in history. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Extendivite is more than just a heart tonic. Most basic diseases are caused by yeast in the gut and metals in the liver, and we all have a bit of both. The garlic in Extendivite has a yeast-killing effect in the gut while also helping the sulfur enzyme in the liver get rid of the metals. Extendivite just may improve your overall health. Products like Extendivite are the only way we are going to get our society healthy. And if you're waiting for the government and pharmaceutical care to solve your health problems, you're going to have a long, disappointing wait, I think. Extendivite is a complete formula for extended life in the new millennium. 80 can be the new 60. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Tired of being lied to by mass media? It's growing more and more apparent today that news is received less and less through standard media outlets. Even with a growing audience every day, RBN is beginning to direct more efforts into social media. Social media and the use of the Internet is fast becoming the primary source of people for news, regardless of demographic. RBN has set out to provide some of the best news on the Internet through republicbroadcasting.org and also has begun to use the tools to our advantage by way of social media. Republic Broadcasting is now operating a Facebook page to function as yet another avenue to have our collective voice reach new audiences across not only America, but across the globe as well. The Facebook page features not only news, but also an RBN player to listen to our broadcast. 
Get involved by visiting Facebook.com slash Republic Broadcasting and liking our page and share it with your friends and family because you can handle the truth. Without the right accessories, any guy can be off the mark. Whether you've invested thousands in your arsenal or you own a single trusted firearm, a visit to aroutfitting.com is in order. It's one of the finest online selections of tactical optics and AR parts and add-ons, like EOTech, quick target acquisition with no peripheral loss. Browse the full range of Nikon scopes and binoculars. Airoutfitting.com can illuminate your world with streamlight gun-mounted lights from keychain to large handhelds up to 1,100 lumens. Find some stability with Battenfield Tactical Bipods. Airoutfitting.com has CMMG gun parts, barrels, assemblies, handguards, part kits, and more. Plus magful clips and magazines. I know I've got you excited, so take a breath. Head to AROutfitting.com. The site's super easy to navigate and features a ton of technical info, including links to manuals. We also welcome vendor and manufacturer inquiries. Remember, if you don't see it, we can get it at AROutfitting.com. Back, my friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. Thanks for joining us tonight on the Republic Broadcasting Network. Don't forget we are a republic, not a democracy. We're not the Democracy Broadcasting Network. We're the Republic Broadcasting Network. Emphasize the word public. We rely on public support for this network. Don't get any money from the government. We don't. Anybody was expecting Trump to turn things around and see that funding comes to the freedom movement. I think, uh, I think you're sadly mistaken. You're going to get a rude awakening to find out that globalism continues. Derek, the freedom screamer on the Republic Broadcasting Network with Chris in Las Vegas. Chris has been filing some excellent paperwork with the Witches Court, and it seems to be working so far so good. 
Um, it got Chris, uh, I believe, part of his case dismissed, and now Chris is kind of going on the going on the offensive now. Are you, Chris? Uh, well, yes, I'm doing post-dismissal paperwork. They completely dismissed the whole fake felony case they had tried to frame the blame on the victim with. And so that makes everybody culpable, liable, and suitable, supposedly except for the zoning people, which really should never have been there in the first place because uh, the agent for the zoning company that worked for the uh, chief of the zoning office, Jason Al Swain, uh, his second-in-command, now Lieutenant Barry Holmes, uh, very likely is the one who was behind this nefarious plan to fabricate this false evidence six days after the event had occurred to try to cover their posteriors and do damage control. I apologize for the car noise here, but uh, I'll try to pull over and get to a quieter location for you. But I got to I got the documents here earlier this week, and I I think it was like Tuesday I went out there and. It was not easy to go into the serpent slayer of these people who had uh, nearly murdered me and uh, sent these agents. Because remember, these unelected bureaucrats, these administrative agents of the zoning people who are hired by the county commission or whoever they have in charge of the zoning department for the county commission. And so they really don't have any obligations to people whatsoever. They're private form corporate mercenaries, and usually they get a piece of the action for whatever they uh, – seize or confiscate or haul off or whatever else. So they have a vested financial interest, therefore not competent witnesses to witness anything, much less to make their own affidavits to support their own citations for seizure, which is exactly what this guy did. That makes him an incompetent witness, uh, unsubstantiated hearsay. It's what's called a robo-witness or an oath-helper witness. When somebody that's an agency employee uh, tries to make up an affidavit of facts that he doesn't have any first-party competent knowledge of, to suit their own political agenda or their own self-serving financial interest, like stealing somebody's car. Well, it sounds like you got a fantastic case there, and you're putting it you're putting it together really well. I'd like to see if you want to send some documents to our website at Courtroom Watch, uh, Courtroom Watch at Gmail. And this is for anybody who has uh, you know documents that they want to share regarding you know if they have a matter going on in court. You like to publicize it, you know. This publicly posting documents is a good idea. Some of, in many cases, you're required to publicly post a document, um, so it, there's a chance for you know the public to view it and for the you know the respondent to respond and to for it to be you know many many notices. There's many type of notices that are you know you have to file a public either in a newspaper, um, on the website somewhere. Um, so I encourage people to to make your cases known because look, it's, it's oh, we can often learn from cases like Chris's, from cases like Anna Taylor, from Tyler Whitman. From I mean, these are important because people will glean something from these that may help them in their trials and tribulations in the witches' court. So I think it's you know, but part of the reason we discuss specific cases is not just to air out grievances or bitch and moan. It's it's to it's to it's to share information so people can gather knowledge. Um, because navigating your way through these these courts and through uh, you know anything oh. to do with the government is almost it's it's a nightmare and this is they create it oh, this way so the attorneys will have In something fact, to charge us for. Many times you find when you're trying to navigate through this that the systems are specifically devised to be confusing, chaotic, 
and to make it very difficult for common people to figure out their way. That way they are forced to go pay an attorney to figure it out for them because they don't have the – they make it almost impossible for you to solve it yourself and send you around these circle jerks, and you go see this guy, you go see that guy, and you go see another guy, and then they send you back to the first guy, and they run you around in circles like this all day long. And a lot of times the jurisdictions are very intentionally vague and ambiguous, arbitrary and capricious, and it's very difficult to define where the jurisdiction stops and where it ends because that's what they want it to be. That way they can make mistakes and claim plausible deniability when they've uh, reached their authority and exceeded their jurisdiction, uh, which they frequently do. Now, and, and something I wanted to drop back for, you were talking about at the break, you were talking about a democracy versus a republic. Well, I think it was Ben Franklin that said that uh, democracy is where you have two wolves and a lamb voting on what to have for dinner. And in a republic, you have a well-armed lamb putting forth a vigorous objection. <laughs> and so that's right. kind of the sense of those two things, and I think that was a you know, a worthy point to note. But going back to this thing here, what I discovered when I got to looking at these documents, I went out to the Serpent's Lair, to the zoning office out in Sunset Park here in Las Vegas. Uh, it was a compound, and it was next door to the park police compound, which caused me some trepidation. Now, I'm a kind of a tactical guy, so I went and parked off away from a couple different directions and surveilled it a little bit with my binoculars before I approached this place because I did call them, and they said, oh, yeah, you can come here and pick them up, no problem. And But I wasn't sure if it would be, uh, you know, they asked what it was, what address or what my name was. I thought, well, I better check and see what they're brewing up for me, trying to stare me into their trap again. But, you know, I went up, you had to push a button to be let in. They, they, were, they were nervous, but they let me in. And they got a new uh, boss out there, replaced Jason Al Swing, a guy by the name of Jim Anderson. Seemed to be a pretty sensible guy, although he was a little cautious, nervous, and anxiety-ridden about me being there and was on his toes about talking to me. But he did bring out... Uh, because he wasn't there when any of this stuff took down. He didn't have any knowledge, and supposedly there was nothing in the computers. Uh, what a surprise. They've scrubbed them. Uh, they do that here in Nevada a lot. In other states, too, They what's called spoliation of evidence or tampering with evidence, erasing uh, incriminating evidence from the computer is something that government agencies and entities frequently practice uh, with irrational exuberance. But So I got this document. And I urge everyone, anytime you get any documents from the government, go over them with a fine-tooth comb. Have somebody with fresh eyes go over them. Because many times, if you do a little bit of common-sense searching, comparing the dates and what their dates are and stuff, and who the notaries are on documents and the signers are on documents, you know, I've done a lot of research into document fraud and robo-signing and stuff in connection with stealing homes and these uh, fraud closures and debt collectors and stuff. So I had some experience in this area before, but I hadn't worked on it in the criminal aspect. Well, when I got this document, I noticed immediately that the date this document was signed and recorded was the 16th of November, 2016. Well, most of their listeners wouldn't remember because they weren't involved in it, but I remember it critically the date that the event was when they showed up with 13 to 20 metro vehicles and at least 11-plus guns pointed at me at my house at 8 o'clock in the morning, and I went out in two tow trucks and stole my car from armed robbery at gunpoint, and they really came out to, with an intent to murder me by trying to provoke me to violence. 
thinking I was one of those crazy sovereigns. This is not crispy and paranoid. This is exactly what they did to Lavoie Sinico. He was, this was, that was a setup. And then, you know, I had this talk, you know, with another person. This was not, you know, just some crazy guy, you know, going off at the police when he got pulled over at a bogus traffic stop. I mean, this was a setup. That roadblock was a setup. Uh, the whole thing was, you know, designed to create conflict and, and, uh, and a, a, with a violent outcome. And that way they can paint the Patriot out to be the terrorist. They push people's buttons, they push the right button, and all of a sudden, you know, somebody argues with the police a little bit, and it leads, it leads to a, a killing. Um, you know, and Eric, so I think you're very blessed to walk away from that situation. And then the oh. two months of incarceration on top of that, it was just a miracle that we got you out. But glad you're with us tonight, you that's for sure. You mentioned LaBoy Finnecum, Eric, and, and that is critical because I had watched that scenario of that death stop that intentional assassination of that fabulous, wonderful, God-loving, God-fearing, family-loving man who loved America and freedom and liberty like we all do, and maybe more than some of us do. But he was absolutely assassinated. They murdered that man on that road today by intention and design. Now, the day that the situation with me happened, I remember that very graphically. I watched it. It was imprinted in my brain. And they always claim that LaVoy Finnegan put his hands up. He did not. He lifted his hands out horizontally, directly out from the side, making an almost a cross fashion with his palms out so they could see there was nothing in his hands. I did the very same thing that day whenever I laid down my pistol and complied with their demands, and they told me to step back and step to the left three steps, and I held my arms out like that, and I said, all right, if you're here to kill me, go ahead and murder me like you did LaVoy Finnecum. Pull the trigger. I was amazed and shocked they didn't pull the trigger, Eric. I, I wasn't fearful for my life. I knew they were there to kill me. There wasn't much I could do about it, but I knew they were. But being that I was that such may, a well... That may have worked in your what? favor. That may have worked in your favor, you know, at least making the stand and saying, do you know... You guys really going to pull the trigger? You know, you're going to go ahead and do that? I wouldn't encourage them to do it, but, I mean, I understand your tact there, and it seemed to have worked, you know, in your case. I mean, we're talking about serious life or death stuff here. Imagine that, people, having the police draw down on you for a minor code violation uh, on an antique car that they obviously want to steal, and then the ensuing nightmare of, of the psychiatric evaluations. Uh, I mean, it's happening to another person I know now in Michigan, you know, the... Uh, this, one, this one is unbelievable. You know, all the different side effects and things that have gone on, all the different. There's a, a concept in the legal world called a tar baby case, and it goes back to the Uncle Remus tales, Br'er Rabbit and Br'er Fox and the tar baby story. And uh, <laughs> uh, the tar baby case, it, it's one of those that's so dangerously sticky that everybody that touches it, Police, judges, prosecution, uh, the county commission, the zoning people, the everybody is involved because they've implicated themselves because the whole thing was a bunch of hooey to start with, so therefore it was a bad faith malicious arrest, incarceration. Uh, the things they did while I was incarcerated, like unlawfully injecting me with a bioterrorism weapon against my will by gang assault, of six big thugs up in the Lakes Crossing Center, 
they're going to be implicated on an aspect of that, and so is the uh, state administrator of mental health, Betsy Neighbors. She'll be getting her little letter in the mail, too. And so, I mean, it just manifolds up. We had some people we went to study law with here in Las Vegas called Fred and Nina Gutierrez. They won a big case, uh-huh. and they had to leave town so they wouldn't kill them. But they used to teach us that uh, civil rights or natural rights violations are kind of like Lay's potato chips. You can't violate just one. <laughs> they always violate a parcel of them. <laughs> and, and this is exactly what happened in the case that they drug me into, trying to trap me and trying to murder me, armed robbing me, and uh, stealing my classic car for, uh, for an alleged $500 special assessment lien for a $50,000 car. Seems like cruel and unusual punishment under the Eighth Amendment. Well, boy, is it ever. What a scam. Uh, a special assessment lien. That means they could, co- whatever they want to do, whenever they want, they could come up with some arbitrary lien to put against your property and then say it's ours now. Geez, pay, pay the vic. That stands for vicar general. Uh, and that, that, well, that in the you're not specifically writing a check out to the vicar, but that's ultimately, that's what that saying means. I mean, if you got to pay us now some money or uh, we're going to steal your stuff, it's like Kansas. Kansas has a personal property tax now. The state police and, and the sheriffs, a bunch of masons, by the way, and I've got them doing the hand signs in a picture, uh, another another story for another night, but uh, they drive around looking at people's property, seeing if they had bought maybe a new lawnmower or maybe a boat. Uh, how about a tractor to farm their little field with or snowmobile? Uh, maybe a dirt bike? Yellow and purple snowball, jet ski. And then guess what? They send you a bill saying, hey, hey you're, you're loving local government servants here. Uh, Notice you got a new, new item you just bought the other day. Give us money or we're going to steal it. And if you don't send them a, a tax on whatever piece of property you just bought, I mean, you better hide your stuff. You better, the, the garage business and the pole barn business in Kansas is going to be going through the roof because people are going to be hiding their stuff from their own public servants who drive around all day seeing what you got so they can send you a bill and say, give me a piece of that. Give me. You know, Eric, very frustrating. This, Go ahead, is one of the, this is one of the questions that I ask in this thing. I pointed out that I was never provided any forensic accounting of who stole it, who sold it, how much they sold it for. Uh, how much residual was left they should have given me over and above the 500 they stole that $50,000 car for. Uh, that's something I'm yeah. definitely entitled to. And, but they haven't provided any of that information. But they're going to have to provide it before it's all over, and they're going to have to pay me about three times that car's value. I hear music. More music. That means break. That means support the network, people, and we'll give Lori Anderson's information out again after this break. Thank you for joining us. It's Eric the Freedom Screamer with Chris in Las Vegas. We appreciate you being with us on the Republic Broadcasting Network. Business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue, and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed, and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. 
possible. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. Do you know there is an ongoing war right here in America? Are you aware that U.S. citizens have been classified as enemies of the state since 1933? Have you recognized that our entire government is really a vast network of interlocking corporations engaged in commerce? Look up Title 28, Section 3002. Tune in to In Defense of Humanity on Saturday nights at 7 p.m. Central Time. Find out what's really going on. And learn how to protect yourself and your family as flesh and blood men and women living in a corporate reality. Many people write us about their experience with Extendivite. Allow me to read you a few from Amazon.com. By Mel. Great product. My husband and father-in-law use it regularly. Both my husband and father-in-law have had significant change in their blood pressure and overall health. By Amazon customer. It works for me. Return to buy the tincture and the capsules as they were on sale during February. Unlike some other products, this one worked for blood pressure and occasional irregular heartbeat. Extendivite produced noticeable results after just two bottles. A four-month supply. I take Extendivite three times a day, every day. I think this supplement has helped with my increased fitness regime and to lower my blood pressure. Tell us your story. Get Extendivite today. Call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite.
This is too good to be true, except this time it is real. 100%. No joke. How about a $25,000 membership to Front Sight Firearms Training Facility as a thank you bonus for a one-time donation to RBN of only $500? It is a Commander Lifetime membership with no yearly fees or dues. The training is free for the rest of your life with over 50 different classes then leave it to your designated beneficiary. You provide the approved firearm, holster, ammo, eye, and ear protection. Many features and bonuses are included, more than you would ever expect or believe. This is the ultimate graduation present, wedding gift, etc., etc. See the details. Go to RBN's webpage and frontsite.com to make it happen. May 5th is the last day you will hear this offer on this radio network. Help keep RBN alive. Tell five. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. 